All right, welcome everybody. We have Joel Reeser in the house at Omerta HQ, also known as Omerta South Oklahoma City, the original location. It's been a phenomenal week of weather. Some ice in, some sleet. It's been a been a rough week in the in the southern part of the Midwest and Texas and whatnot this week. But uh, Jared Jackson here with Omerta Cigar Company, PuroCigarHouse.com, and Stag Lounge Cigar and Whiskey Bar. Uh, we have my co-host, the mouth of the Midwest, <laughs> Joel Reeser. Yep. And uh, this morning, we're just getting started. Nectar of the Gods got some iced uh, quad espresso, a little bit of heavy cream, and uh, one of my personal favorites, the Don Carlos Personal Reserve. You know, Fuente doesn't really disappoint. One of the great cigars uh, in my portfolio, anyway. Got a uh, hot cup of coffee, just a little curing action over here, but uh, very excited. Shout out to uh, our boy Ryan Rayford. Fresh, uh, fresh coaching hire, Domingo Ryan's down there in Houston, Texas, but uh, enjoying that uh, beautiful new uh, Drew Estate, uh, the Metallica Blackened uh, Double Corona, man. Figured we get it started right. Yeah. If you guys are wondering, new lids just came in this week. I had to get out and rock it today for the for the crew, for the podcast. Uh, only made 20. I think we got like five left. You can grab some online at purocigarhouse.com or come to the store and grab you one while they're still available. I uh, don't ever repeat the hat, so I'll make another run here in a couple of weeks, do something completely different. Um, shout out to our boys in Tulsa. Uh, the old Bill's Mafia himself, he's been a bunch of tears lately. Yeah. Uh, been soaking a cigar and everything, but we're going to get you a flex flex, flat, flex fit hat on the next run. There we go. Say that 15 <laughs> times, right? All right, so topics of conversation today. We're going to talk about issues in the cigar industry. Um, from a retailer and consumer standpoint, since we are kind of both and have been both throughout our lives, uh, we're going to talk about the NIL issues, uh, specifically commenting on Michigan situation and the Florida situation. Uh, then we'll recap the NFL, the championship games from last weekend, moving into the playoffs, and then we'll wrap it up. So starting off, issues, we'll start with as a consumer, as a consumer, Joel, what are some issues you have with the cigar industry? Man, that's a, you know, we, we always want to keep this short. So you go into a two hour conversation about some of this stuff. It, it's tricky because um, from one perspective, you've got, you know, I remember a time when you had like 50 different just boutique brands and then you had like your mainstay brands and everything too. And now it almost kind of seems like in 20, going into 2023 here, you know, like we're living with a lot of these, you know, legacy brands, the Drew Estates, the General Cigars, the, uh, you know, uh, Altadis and, and so on and so forth, who have always been like consistent. That kind of goes into both. Uh, and then even some of the boutique brands, you know, I got the Obey Negra shirt, obviously had a cup of coffee there and great friends at Romacraft. You, you've almost kind of like separated out brands with staying power uh, from brands that had staying power. And I'm not naming names there that are kind of like, disappearing you don't see really any products from them anymore and i think like from the consumer perspective it's almost kind of disappointing in the sense of like availability i know obviously you had the covid you know the covid situation specifically like Honduras and Dominican republic so if i'm like just standard consumer 
it is kind of disappointing when you go into a lot of your local retail shops that you don't carry those brands deep case for the daughters and you can't get some of your favorite cigars. I think that's something that'll either cure itself up or it won't. And you're going to lose some good brands and some amazing cigars. But this is certainly a year of adaptability because we're still going to smoke cigars. And whether or not we continue smoking certain brands uh, is completely dependent on their ability to continue to make good cigars. We're not getting cigars at the club or, uh, you know, not drawing right, having to change wrappers, things of that sort, too. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> That's so from a consumer standpoint, for my part, I would say just the inconsistency of camaraderie across the board. Um, before I became a retailer, way before, when I was still CEO of the company before and was in gaming and all that, uh, gaming as in slot machine gaming, not, not, yeah, right. So, uh, <laughs> um, I felt like every time I went to an event, like it was, there was just no camaraderie. Like it was like, get in line, get your cigars. Maybe you get to say hi to JD or whoever, right. Maybe sit around and have a cigar, but it was like, grab your shit and go. Right. So I think, you know, that was probably one of my biggest pet peeves as a consumer was I, I'm a social smoker. So like rarely do I want to have a cigar just by myself. Um, even when I'm on the road, driving to Monroe, like in the seven hours, like rarely do I have a cigar on the road. Um, every once in a while I will. And it's not that I don't want to smoke in the ride, which I will on a long trip. I don't normally, normally do. That's why I got the leather, but it's, you know, I, I like conversation with my cigar for whatever reason, it's just, I'm just a social guy. Um, which is surprising knowing me over the years, but you know, as cigars have really opened that up for me. And then just the inconsistency with like the camaraderie, you know, in between cities, right? Like, that's a good you know, when I'm in certain cities, like I know if I walk into certain, and it, it, it gets back to the shops, I get it. It could be, this could be a retail issue too, but yeah. well, from a consumer standpoint is, you know, finding that same level of camaraderie or something close to it, depending on what city you're in. Um, that's a big pet peeve too. Like, I feel like, you know, I wish, I wish there was more consistency of fellowship across the board, uh, no matter what city you're in, because at the end of the day, the hundreds of people I've met over the years become some of them really good friends, brothers was over this, right? This is how we met. Like this was the bonding point for us to come together. So for me, from the consumer standpoint, it's just a lack of consistency in the fellowship and camaraderie that we see. And uh, that was on the retailer side. That was something I really wanted to address was the number one thing outside of selection uh, and service I wanted to address with the uh, with what we were doing. So I really definitely and it's not a to your own horn type of deal, but I hope that no matter what concept of ours you come into, that you feel welcome and you feel some level of fellowship if you wish to engage. Now, listen. There's some guys that come in, put the headphones on, yeah. want to smoke their cigar, listen to music, or watch video. Look, do your thing, bro. Yeah. Work. I'm all about, we're all grown. Do what you're going to do. Yeah. But if you're looking for someone to be friendly, like, I would hope that our places are those kind of places. Can I, can I jump in on that? Yeah. Too? Actually, that's, yeah. Mine froze. 100% agree with that because I've been smoking 22, 23 years now. You know, I, I don't know how, I'm probably about the same, give or take. Uh, I'm pushing on premium cigars. Yeah. Eight, I'm, at 18, yeah. I'm at 18 years right now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Jared's right. Like, I mean, dude, I can still think of, like, whenever I go to Tampa, Florida, I look forward to it because what he was saying is 100% right. The culture, certain places you go. 
Oklahoma City is definitely one of those places. Uh, Dallas, Texas, Houston, Texas. So, yeah, there's there's certain cities you look forward to going to on the cigar side because you know you're always going to have a great experience in that regard. But yeah, man, it's uh, it seems like that's kind of becoming less and less, especially at the event side of it now. Like, uh, you go to certain people that like case of point, you go to a Drew Estate event, it's always a great time. Yeah, great people, great reps. Like, and it doesn't. It's right. Not to just keep shouting out our boy Ryan, but like obviously if you go down to Florida, you got KD and Jenny Lynn down there in Houston. Right. right. That's you know Rex Rex Snyder, who's a regional down there in Florida. Like you all, I always remember that. And and you can't say that about everyone. But no, you go to Roma Craft event, man. Those were right. KDO and Mike. Those were fantastic events. But I know? think those 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 uh those companies do a great mm-hmm. job of facilitating and growing their culture. Mm-hmm. So that their events are reflective of their values yeah. as a company, yeah. right? So I mean, I don't think that stuff happens by accident no. either. Um, it's weird. The first time we've sat together and done a compact yeah. conference, I don't know if I should look at you while we're talking or look at the screen. So I'm just gonna look at the screen and kind of. And that's I was trying to bring that with when I was with Obeha, man. I like to think you know two and a half years on the road, like you know we did an event wherever, and it was always a great time, man. I could pick a shout out to my boy Tyler down there, Smoke Ring Webster down there, you know South Houston, or like you know any Dallas. Or, Obviously, our events here, like, you know, it, you always try to bring that experience, and it goes back right. to your podcast for that. So, yeah, yeah, good point, man. Definitely good. So, point. next up, retailer. What's up from retailer? I'm going to start <laughs> off with this. Please, I'm and guy. I'm just going to pick one topic because, you know, getting all these topics go everywhere. Um, and for you guys that don't know me, like, you want to talk about this, but, like, for the most part, I, I just, we have seven businesses, just cigar-related businesses, liquor cigar-related businesses. So I really don't have time to worry about what everybody else is doing. Um, that's not including the other things I have going on out, outside of this. So my biggest issue is I feel like cigars in this industry, uh, whether it's the whiskey side, uh, the bar side, uh, the cigar side, it, it, it's for me, it's an industry for grown grown people. Um, I'm not... You could be 20 and be grown folks. I always say we're a place for grown folks. Um, so, but the drama that comes with some of this stuff, um, mm. whether it's from consumers or the industry as a whole, it, it gets old. <laughs> um, it, and I get it, man. Like people are not going to get along, uh, but there's something to be said of just minding your own business and letting things go. Um, and there's nothing more frustrating than to deal with two consumers, um, hopefully not members of the shop that aren't getting along that you have to step in and remind everybody that when we're 40, 50, 60 years old, what, what are we doing? Right. Yeah. If you don't like each other, don't talk to each other. Right. <laughs> like some of us off the side of the room, you don't have to, unless somebody's just being, egregious in their in their demeanor like demeanor and attitude or actions towards you right we'll handle that like and don't get me wrong we've kicked a few members out over the years for for that type of behavior like you know case in point uh we had a guy that would just walk in and like help himself to one of your cigars like bro what are you doing like nobody like since when is that okay like right so like and we got some really hospitable guys at this shop like you know, guys offer each other, you know, cigars or food or whatever, but you can't just walk up and take it, right? And if you do, then we're going to run you off. Like, we're gonna, hey, man, you can't hang out anymore. Obviously, you don't have enough common sense to hang out with the group, and we're not going to upset the herd for you. Like, it's just not going to happen. Um, so, yeah, just just the amount of 
of, I'll just call it drama, in the industry as a whole, um, it gets old. Like, because we have went from, well, for me, for instance, like six years ago, actually, like right now, went from an ice chest of cigars to seven locations. Like, I don't have time to worry about whether or not you like my shop or like me or like Joel or like, don't like some of my members. Like, just don't come. It's all good. I'll, and I always tell everybody the same thing. I want you to find, as, as a person that is in charge of a business that takes people's money for a service and a product, I want everybody to find the place that makes them happy. This is supposed to be calming and relaxing, <laughs> not the opposite. So if you cannot find that happy zone with us, bro, I really, or, or ma'am, I really hope you find it somewhere because that is the sole purpose of this product to me. And the culture that goes with it is for us to relax, calm down and have some fellowship if you choose to have it. So I really, when I tell people that, I don't think they believe me, but I really truly mean it. Like, I hope you find the place you're looking for because what's the point of doing this if you're not going to enjoy it, right? Like you need to enjoy the whole experience. So that's my, that's my probably biggest pet peeve. And I could get into some other stuff, but that from, from a, just a general standpoint is it's, it's been really surprising for me to see the amount of, of animosity you get sometimes or, or difference of opinions that escalate beyond a difference of opinion. And I just don't personally, I don't get it. Right. I guess because maybe I'm busy taking care of our stuff, um, growing, you know, we're working on some expansion plans now in some different cities. And I just don't have time to worry about what anybody else is doing. Like no one at the end of the day, no one's paying me to worry about it. So why would I worry about it? Right. And I'm, I'm real big on that though. Just personally just staying out of people's business. Like if you want to tell me something, you can tell me that's great, but I'm not going to go run and Oh, Joel, you know what Joel told me the other day and go tell everybody else. It ain't my business to tell. Yeah. Right. And that's something I've really preached even in the home when something comes up, like, yo, that's not, that's not our business. We don't talk about other people's relationships. We don't, if they told you something, then they told you. If they want to tell me, they'll tell me, right? But don't tell me. I don't want to know, right? Like, yeah. so that way they come to me and be like, I'm out of it. I don't know anything. I don't want to know anything. If you choose to tell me your business, good or bad, then it is what it is. But I really uh, try to practice as much as possible um, not being that person, right? Yeah. But there's my there's my pet peeve of, of the industry. It's a good one. I, uh, I know we're not monetized here, but I'll still watch the language. For me, it's, it's one simple answer you kind of touched on earlier. Dude, this tribalism BS has got to stop. Like, I remember last year we were getting ready to open up Stillwater uh, and uh, we were getting set up and we were talking about the trade show. And I, that's a whole other conversation. And uh, had Jared needed me to go, you know, do business with him, uh, you know, coming off the pandemic, I got to go. But then, like, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I've done it from all sides of the, <laughs> all sides of the coin now. And I'm just like, yeah, we can go do business. It's it's always supposed to be a great time. Like we get ready to go to TV in a few weeks and it will. Um, but it's like this tribalism BS has got to stop. Like, dude, even something as simple as like, without naming names, but yeah, everybody knows what we're talking about. Like when you talk about the, um, like the, uh, the the guys doing cigar reviews and stuff. Well, like I don't see these guys, you know, sponsored and paid and all this, but it, it's a it's a process, man. And you're not always going to like their reviews and stuff like that. And that's fine, man. Those guys are still have a great place in our industry. They've helped our businesses and like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, bro, if you don't like the reviews, it's like, a, you know, something on the dinner table you don't like. 
get something else, move on. Like, bro, yeah. just like if you don't like something you see on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. keep scrolling. Just keep going. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's bad with sports, man. I'm a Unfollow them. Yeah. Block them. Yeah. Like, 100%. I can't. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean no, 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 no. Go ahead, dude. It's the same thing. Like, with uh, there, there's brands we don't carry anymore, like, or, or, you know, haven't carried. But there's some of the finest people at some of these brands. Like, they know we don't carry their brands, for example. And every time you see them, they're still like some of the most amazing people you ever meet. That's a great ambassador of your product. And, you know, I, I think about that, like with certain people, and I'm like, man, I bet you they're out there kicking ass and taking names. Oh, there, there, there's a curse, but guys, demonetized. But like, no. they're out there kicking butt, taking names because they're good stewards of their product. I, I, I hate to like single one guy out because uh, I, you know, like I said, Terrence, <laughs> Terrence but like, first person comes to mind, Sam yeah. Ventura. So, oh my God. Yeah, Same great and, people, and, man. And Casey and Carson, yeah. those guys. And I'll give you another one that I was thinking of, and we do carry this product deep. Every time I get the opportunity to be around John Hart, and I'm sure you've seen Oh, that. John's John great, John bro. John and is one of the best stewards of, of a brand, and, and, and it's a great, great person to know. Terrence Riley is another one. Like, Terrence is great. Every time I get around Terrence, like, it's like a sponge, you know, and you think about people like that, and, and sorry, we've talked for two hours about that, but the tribalism stuff, man, I get it. Everybody's going to have a different take on something that's just like sports, but like, this is an industry where, especially now, coming off pandemic times and, and obviously with the FDA fight and everything, dude, we got to come together. If you want to go support one trade show or the other, I get it, dude. Like, I, I'm with you, but like, there's something in this for everybody. And we can't forget that at the end of the day. No, I agree. Uh, I'll give you another great example, just playing off of that. Um, the skip over at Roma, right? Mm -hmm. I understand that he. So I'll be honest. I don't follow Skip on, on social media. Yeah, I do. Oh, I, I, I don't. <laughs> from what I understand, yeah. is Skip's uh, has an. Hey, listen, I'm all look. Second Amendment's a big. First Amendment, Second Amendment, yeah. big deal with me, right? Okay. I brought the Second Amendment first on my mind. I think it's on my mind. I got a, another something else going on with yeah. podcast and dealing with that in the future. Uh, different, different company. Yeah. But uh, listen, say what you want, bro. And at the end of the day, he's the owner of the company or co-owner of the company. If if he's willing to to stand by his word and and take the risk of dying on his sword. Sure. Go, well, more power to you, bro. But here's Absolutely. here's what I'll say about that. You know, yeah. I'll hear people like, oh, this and that. And yeah. I don't like what he has to say. Then don't follow him. I don't. So was that? But you know what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, right. The few times I've been, because I mostly deal with Mike, right? Yeah. Mike's, we both went to OU. Yeah. Um, so I've known Mike way before he even got with, with, um, with, with Roma. Yeah. And but when I the few times I met Skip like at uh, the event last last Weasel year Fest. and what, Fest, a, yeah. what a time that was, dude. And I can't oh, tell you God. that how extremely hospitable yeah, and, and pleasant he was to me. Uh, not knowing that we really hadn't met or talked before, bro. Like yeah. he had no, he had you know he didn't know me for the next person. Mm -hmm. Um, and we hadn't really had much interaction. But I ain't got nothing negative to say about the man. You know, if you don't like what someone has to say in their yeah. personal life because to me that's personal yeah. then don't listen sure right yeah. it's not affecting my opinion on them mm -hmm. it's not affecting my opinion on their business or whether or not we do or do, don't do business with them yeah. i love doing business with with roma craft great, great people great product um from the owners to uh the back office staff mm -hmm. to to john I love yeah i mean everybody's great bro so there, there's some points there and i think it just comes down to a, a, a matter of personal preference sure. right yeah like and you're right. Like the the, and I'll be guilty. Like there's yeah. when it comes to the show stuff, I, I do have an opinion. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> everybody does. But it's everybody it's does. it's from a business standpoint sure. and a return on investment, sure. right? Yeah. Like I'm all for supporting the industry, 
Mm -hmm. I'm all for supporting brands that I deserve, which most brands I feel deserve to be supported, whether it's through just nice words, um, because we can't carry everything. No, nobody can. Nobody Um, can. But, you know, I do feel on a whole separate topic maybe we'll have one day yeah. uh, from a business standpoint, there's some yeah. things I disagree with. And that's sure. my right as a business owner to Absolutely. disagree with that. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like very much so, but I'm not out here just bashing everybody or telling them, or if you want to support them, like, Oh, you're stupid. Like it's your money, do what you yeah, want to do with your money, bro. It ain't my, uh, it's a free country. What you do with your money <laughs> is none of my business. Right. As long as you're not hurting anybody, specifically old folks or kids or women, yeah. we good. Yeah. Right. Like I'm good with you. Right. <laughs> Do what you want. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so yeah, I agree with you 100% on that too. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of other topics out there, yeah. but those are some things I hope <laughs> as people come through our um, facilities, our locations, yeah. and as we continue to grow, that they see that we are practicing what we preach yeah. and trying to maintain a, a very uh, open and fellowship camaraderie driven yeah. model, right? Because you come to our events, we're going to eat good. I mean, we're not out here cooking up hot dogs, bro. We, we, we're eating good, right? We're having a good time. Some of the guys will break out some good bottles. We're at the whiskey events. There's good deals. You know, just got some drinks. It's, it's, it's to have a great time and be together. It's not all just about the money. It's about the experience, right? And building some fellowship. We love every bit of that. That's the most important aspect to this business and our business model for us is, is being sincere and putting together and putting forth the effort from the staff yeah. From the top to the bottom, that everybody that comes through is treated with respect and 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 is given the best opportunity to have a good time. All right. No. 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 All right. Next up. Good right. <laughs> so I had the pre-release. Yes. Yeah, with the um on the packs, right? The, the pre- mystery. Yeah, the mystery the sample packs, the freestyle. Yeah. But I haven't had one of the new releases yeah. yet. Solid, um, Solid. and they sold so quick while I was gone in Monroe last week. Like, yeah, that size is a little bit too big for me, but uh, I'll grab on the next next run. Uh, NIL. So we're gonna talk about just the NILs as a whole. Um, uh, well, really, it's not the NIL; it's the NCAA. Yeah, right. It was, it was really the NCAA. Yeah. We'll talk about hypocrisy, right? For me. Yeah, yeah. So the subject gets back to the NILs. Uh, my my agenda topic was. What's going on seems to be going on. I mean, of course, there's more information I'm sure we don't know about with the Michigan situation with Coach Harbaugh. And then uh, in comparison to the situation with the kid from Florida um, and his NIL deal that got reneged on. And uh, subsequently, he asked for his um, NLI, National Level Intent, release. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they so, it, yeah, they did grant it. Yeah. And he's, uh, his, his, his recruitment is back open. So, um, I'll let Joel lead off with uh, his viewpoints on the NCAA and, you know, where we're at with this in 2023 versus, you know, whatever. It's an open topic, so go run with it. I'll say this, man. It's, it's my favorite time of year. Boy, Jarrett knows this. It's draft season. Unfortunately, you know, my beloved Cowboys out. But I would say one of the toughest jobs in the NCAA period. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a hell of a Super Bowl. We'll get there. But one of the toughest uh, – Gigs is a, is a scouting game, you know, and I mean, I'm not telling you, it's one thing to go to OU or Bama or OSU to Texas, you know, whatever, go see that town. But, bro, you got these scouts out there going to like College of Charleston and, you know, uh, Coastal Carolina, you know, and uh, North Dakota State, some of these schools to, to you know, I remember Ali Marpet, remember the guard from Tampa, retired hell of a career. And, 
you know, he was at Hobart. The only thing I remember at Hobart is a bouncy cat. So why that's important is I remember making a comment here. I was in, at the mothership a few years ago when this NIL stuff started. I'm all about people getting paid. I mean, get you back. You don't, you know. But it's like I remember making a comment that within three to four years I would probably hate college football. Not draft season. You go to the pros. Because, like, because of this stuff. Dude, it's so tough for a scout. What about these guys that are transferring, like, 15 different times? I'm pretty sure Jaden Hazelwood from formerly of OU, then Arkansas, is coming out. But it's like, man, you, if you're a scout, tracking him, it's a whole different thing. We talk about this. I remember Jameis Winston with the crab legs down there at Publix. Bro, you go to Publix in Florida, crab legs like eight bucks. You know what I'm saying? My man didn't steal no crab legs. But I'm thinking he went in there. Somebody's like, oh, my God, did Jameis Winston? I don't know. This is good. Right. And they were probably like, no, have this, have these crab legs. They're delicious. And that became more of a scandal because he was basically given something. This before all this. Right. And who knows? You look at that now because we're talking about the thing with the burger, and I'll let you expound on that. But, like, you know, you think of the, the kid from Florida. If The most disappointed person in this whole equation is going to be the Florida fan, the Gator fan, because they're excited about this quarterback coming in after Richardson's going pro. And now all of a sudden you don't have this quarterback because he was promised something he didn't get. And that's, it's just going to create so many layers of controversy, again, for the scout, for the fan, the Michigan thing. Bro, we're not even, like, starting this. That's the sad part. Like, we're, we're into the infancy of the controversies that are coming with this. I remember when, like, Texas was talking about paying their O-linemen, was it, like, 50 grand a piece or something like that? And I remember sitting there as an OU fan being like, we pay them a million, not even feeling excited. <laughs> what, what if you're paying 50, 50 grand to this left guard that, you know, he's, he's like a turnstile, like, you know, that's good money. You could probably go out and pay a guy like a B. John Robinson or a, or a DeMarian Overshaw, right. that great linebacker. So this is going to be really something to keep an eye on over the next couple of years. But I'll let you talk about the Michigan one specifics. Well, my with the initial topic being the NCAA, I, I feel like the NCAA is becoming a, an, an antiquated body, <laughs> that's a nice right? Um, let's be honest, like, who exactly gave them the power over these schools, right? Like, they're not Congress, yeah. <laughs> right? They're not even the police department, really, right? I mean, at some point, some people got together and said, we need to have some uniform rules, right? Um, you know, you're talking at a time where communication and data and, and information was a lot harder to obtain. I mean, we didn't have the internet, you didn't have emails, you Twitter. didn't have Twitter, right? <laughs> but now you're talking about these schools and conferences that are able to put in, you know, these multi-billion dollar TV contracts, yeah. right? You have these NIL deals, right? You got schools that are, are trying to not just maintain, you know, I'll give OU is a great example of this because I, I do have some some kids, or some young men that I know on the program. I know some young ladies that are in the program at softball um, and whatnot. Shout out to the Roger Strait Hillcats defending Division II softball national champions, baby. Season kicks off next Tuesday, Claremore, Oklahoma. Yeah. Your boy will be there rooting yeah, them on. Yeah. Right? We can get it. Going for that repeat. But anyway. Right. So I get there's been a lot of good done, um, especially with the, you know, sharing of funds for additional sports, for the women's sports. Like, I don't necessarily I don't disagree with that. I, I, I think that there's some fairness in that. Right. 
Um, but when you start talking about the NCAA today, uh, let's talk about Michigan, right? So you have Michigan, they're over here pounding on Harbaugh over during the COVID part, he bought a kid a, a hamburger, a hamburger, bro, right? And now they're saying, oh, it's a NCAA violation and this and that, right? But then on the flip side, the same week you have, and I get it, the collective isn't necessarily the school, but it's boosters, it's administrative. You can't tell me they ain't working hand in hand with the football program, okay? So you have a kid that's promised X amount of dollars, right? If he signs, he signs, and then they yank the deal from him. And from what I understand, um, good, another case of point, and he hasn't been public with it, but I'm sure at some point it'll come out, the Addison kid at USC. Oh. I believe that he did not get his NIL deal uh, come to full fruition like he was promised, right? And I believe there's some animosity there, and, I, and I'm looking forward to hearing about some of that. He's a first round draft. Yeah, I'll yeah. Tell you, Chiefs, my boys. Chiefs, baby, get him, baby. No, no, I know, I know. I, I'll tell you right now, I know Dallas Chiefs. Right. There's a bunch of teams. Look, look, I'll tell you, we don't need that slot. Come on, Jordan. You know, but right. yeah, yeah, I, I thought I'd read something. On so, that you know, I think that the the conferences mm-hmm. as a whole, and I listen, it's way above my pay grade. These guys are, oh, you so, know, so. the guys that are in charge of this, the pedigrees and their background for handling this stuff yeah. is probably well beyond, but let's just use some common sense, right? I feel like the the world's missing common sense. Maybe it's time that they sit down with the NCAA and say, here's what you're going to, here's what you're going to be over. And here's what we're going to be over. Hamburgers are a problem, right? Uh, Sexual abuse scandals and us covering it up, your problem, right? Like let's find some, let's find some lines that make sense Right, because if you're gonna let a kid be offered something that is somewhat in conjunction with the school, in some facet, right, one way or another, verbally, whatever, right, you can't tell me there isn't. Mm -hmm. I understand contractually there can't be whatever, but come on, like you just, we're gonna offer you, and then someone else comes up. Oh, by the way, if you show up and sign, here's some money, right? Like, come on. Um, And I don't have a problem in Ohio, but I'll tell you right now, like, get your money. Uh, well, I'll talk about the NIL here in just a second. But I think it's time that these colleges get together, these conferences and colleges yeah. get together and decide what the jurisdiction for the NCAA should be. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, the NCAA is a multi-billion dollar nonprofit organization, right? But there is no ruling body over them. Mm-hmm. At least with the NFL, at least the owners are voting on who is overseeing them. Yeah. Right, association. the player. There's a players association. There's the union. There's I mean, which is part of the players association. Yeah, checks and balances. But there's also the owners who vote Goodell in, right? Yeah. Like, and Goodell's job is to keep everybody on the same page, right? So maybe it's time that the and look, that's not a perfect system, right? No, no, no. There's but I feel like I feel like it's better than the yeah. NCAA is. 100%. So maybe it's time for these colleges to get together and decide that it's time for them to, to kind of revamp that model. And that's hope. I think the NIL mm-hmm. is going to be something that drives that change. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've heard the sec talking about adding more teams and just oh. saying, you know what, we're doing our own thing. You we are no longer nope. associated with you yeah. guys. Good luck. That right. And it's unfortunate because I do believe the NCAA does a lot of great things, especially within the smaller sports, the division two, II, division three yeah. schools, um, the Juco schools yeah. and the, um, women's sports like I'm all for that right 
but I think there's a way to, you know, why are, why are we worrying about whether or not a kid got a hamburger or a hamburger at a university right? like that, or got ate too many texts? Right? There is nothing better in your day or world than to worry about whether or not a you know how hard that is to regulate somebody's phone that works for you, yeah. right? And you're <laughs> texting a hundred kids and calling a hundred kids and having visits. And, and, and in the case of somebody like Le, LeBron's son, like oh, now you're dealing yeah. now in order to get to him, you got to call the you got to call the publicist yeah. who schedules an appointment with the with the mom, yeah. who then decides whether or not you're going to talk to the son, yeah. right? And how many other kids or families are getting involved, right? You know the sad part too. You know when a lot of this stuff comes out, they don't do this like way in advance. You find out a, a lot about this stuff on draft night, so it's like. With the players, you always hear this term, and I know everybody that's watching this will love the term red flag. And I'll give you a case in point. I'm not going to get into the specifics. You can look it up on Google, but there's a receiver coming out this year. First round talent. Guy down at LSU by the name of Keyshawn Boutet. He's a stud. Wait till those red flags come out because of, you know, he's a young kid. And there's a partying and stuff going on. But I guarantee you they're going to drop that on draft night. And that's going to cost the kid millions of dollars. And that's unfortunate, bro. Because that's when they do it. That's a like good case of points is going to be yeah. Baker, right? I love Baker. Oh, yeah. Baker. I understand his career in the NFL has been up and down. Um, but, you know, from an OU standpoint, he's a legend. Oh. You know, he had that incident before his senior year with the uh, in Arkansas, right? <laughs> and you get that, that guy to tackle him, man. We need that guy to play defensive end somewhere in the league. You know, and, and listen, but <laughs> can you imagine if, if the general public as a whole – you're up there like, oh, look at him. He's a loser, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Look, let's pitch. Look. What if somebody followed around and, and recorded everything you did when oh, you were we when you were 16 <laughs> to 25, bro, right? We'd all be in trouble. Like, come on, man. Everybody yeah. makes mistakes. It's not like he, you know, kicked his pregnant girlfriend down the stairs and slapped his Slapped his slapped his mother-in-law in the face, right? Like, yeah, he's a young kid. Man. Kids he's are going to make mistakes. Kids are going to drink. You know, yeah. live life, live fast and loose, as I like to say. Like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you, now you're getting back to the NIL. Yeah. I think that we're going to see, I think they've already kind of tightened up some things. I like the idea the, of allowing one transfer. That's fine. Because if you listen, yeah. doesn't work out. If a coach can leave, you can no, leave, right? 100%. 100%. I have zero problem with that. No. Um, I think they need to tighten up the time frames. Yeah. Well, you got like eight-year seniors now. You got Bo Nix going back. Well, yeah. a lot of that is medical. Yeah. And then the COVID, COVID year. year yeah. So they got additional years, Boy, right? <laughs> so I don't have a problem with that either. And we, we're going to see some of that. And that's about done. Those COVID seniors are going to be the seniors this year, right? Exactly. Um, and then you have the graduate transfer, which was always the case. So really, they can transfer twice. Yeah. No, don't have a problem with that at all, okay? Um, in a case like Stogner, you know, he decided to go to South Carolina. He's didn't seem to – no, he's coming back to OU. Oh, wow. Yeah, graduate transfer. So he was able to go to South Carolina for a season, and he decided that he didn't – it wasn't for him, and he wanted to come back to where he belonged, right? Come back to – yeah, great news, especially we, we need a tight end. So we got a great Willis graduate. So um, I don't have a problem with NIL. I think there's – you know, as, as always, anytime you get something new going, there's going to be some trial and error. Um, you know, I – Two things for the NIL. One, I'm going to talk about OU's NIL. Yeah. I like that what the Sooner Collective has done. 
Uh, what they've done is basically got two collectors get together and make one big solid collective. I think Barry Switzer's, and don't quote me on this, but I, I believe Barry had some stuff to do with that. Good. Um, but I do believe that all players on the team get X amount of dollars for okay. being part of the team. That makes sense. Okay. So it's fair, right? And, and I think that it's expanding beyond just the football team. Sure. Um, the gymnastics teams, the softball teams, right? I think there's some things out there that are help driving some equity or equality and equity within the program. That's now, crazy. you know, I, I'm not a proponent of it needs to be equal. Right. No, you gotta some some's gonna like, cost more money than the other. Right? That's just yeah. life, right? Yeah. That it's not life is not everybody gets a trophy. Uh, yeah. Contrary to a lot of people's opinion. But like our softball deserves money. Them girls. They do, and they're also getting a bigger stadium. Yeah. They, they, They've been able to, to raise over a hundred million to build that new stadium. Beautiful. They're man, you got to scalp tickets to go to the damn game, yeah. bro. Yeah. For softball, <laughs> bro. Right. Which is great. I listen. I I'm love college softball. Yeah. If you ask me, if I'd rather go to the college. Women's softball world series or the men's. Women's. I'm t- I'm taking women's every time. Hundred percent. I just I just enjoy the action of the game. Mm-hmm. No offense to the guys, but I just enjoy women's softball. You know, um, as a fan. Um, and it probably has a lot to do with the fact my niece is uh, third yeah. baseman for the defending uh, Division Two national champs. Doesn't hurt. Yeah, it doesn't hurt at all. Love you, baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I'm excited to see where that goes. I, I hope that we see some transitions just from a fan standpoint, because, you know, as much as I like to give one of our members, Roy, uh, a hard time in Tulsa, big Michigan fan. Like, bro, if they get penalized for a freaking hamburger, bro, like there's better and bigger picture issues out there than for these guys to be worrying about a damn hamburger. Right. (laughs) Like (laughs) if it's that big a deal, listen, I'm a OU fan, alumni class of O three. Like, I will send the 20 bucks up there to cover this hamburger and the next hamburger, bro. Like, just stop. Just stop with the nonsense. Like, I I just – the common sense with the NCAA is non-existent. And that that seems to be pretty typical of most regulatory agencies. And that's unfortunate. It's that big brother mentality. We know better than you, even though we've never been in your shoes. Right? So, I think – I hope – that the conferences, as they continue to grow with their with their contracts and, and TV rights and NIL deals, that they find a way to kind of negate or pull back some of these ridiculous rules that these that the NCAA has decided they need to jump through, right? And because there's no governing body over the NCAA to tell them to stop, and that's a problem to me, right? At least with the NFL, if the owners decide that Roger Goodell is completely out of control. Or does no longer has the best yeah. interest of the league as a whole? Yeah. They can vote to get him out, bro. 100%. Bye. Yeah. Right. Yep. Thanks for playing. Here's your check. Yeah. We'll see you later. Right. There, there's there's checks and balances, and anytime you have a dictatorship at that level yeah. with billions of dollars and kids' lives, I mean, how many times has the NCAA held a kid up from from playing a a season or having to, you know, get a lawyer, yeah. right, or make him act, whatever it may be, held this kid up from playing yeah. and, and being in school over some ridiculous yeah. shit, yeah. right? Like, they're having a fight for the right to be able to transfer. They had a fight. And listen, the NCAA didn't allow this NIL stuff. It was a huge lawsuit, right? Yeah. 
class action, whatever it was, yeah. lawsuit, uh, antitrust lawsuit, whatever it may have been. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a legal guy, so don't get me started uh, on that. But like, it took it took a court case to get the NCAA reign back a little bit. So I'm hoping as we can again as we go forward that we see some changes for the betterment of ultimately the players, right? It's about the players, man. Leave these kids alone, right? Now, NIL, we talk about touch on this real quick. With the NIL comes more scrutiny of the players. Of course. And my point's gonna be you can't ask to get paid if you ain't willing to take the scrutiny with it. That is how life works, right? I cannot go and go to a new job and say, Well, I make this, but I want this. And then when I start the job. I don't perform and then I get mad that I get scrutiny for it. Yep. Right. Like that is how life works. Yeah, any situation. If you want to get paid for something, you better be willing to perform or accept the scrutiny for it. Right. So don't be upset that now well, we're student athletes. No, you're getting paid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yes, you are student athletes, but you're getting money. You're okay. getting an opportunity that a lot of other uh, young men and women would kill for. Right. That don't have the opportunity. Great for you. You've earned it. Right. Um, whether through academics and hard work, but no one just magically shows up. There's only so many Bo Jacksons that are just naturally gifted, right? Yeah. And I'm, that's no crack at Bo, because I'm sure Bo's, from what I can tell, has been nothing but a stand-up citizen his entire life. Yeah. Um, I would love one day to actually meet him and talk to him. I'm a huge, huge KDC rules fan. Um, I love Bo. He's breaking the bats over his shoulder. Like, uh, oh, you know, wow. and, and even though he didn't go to my school, I still big Raiders. fan of big, big fan of Bo Jackson. Yeah. I think he would have been one of the greatest running backs of all time had he had the ability to continue to play. Didn't he put an OU boy out there when, when he <laughs> ran over old Boz? Oh, know? ran over. Well, listen, he ran over a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, yeah, Boz just happened to be talking oh, about Boz, Yeah, yeah. Boz, but uh, I don't think there's a lot of guys that even today that could have stopped Bo. Nah. But uh, so yeah, <laughs> just finishing with that. Um, don't don't be upset if any of you college guys happen to see this. You know. If you take the bag, you gotta take the criticism that comes yeah. with it. It's just that's just how life works. We're, right? we're gonna support the player, man. Support, but we right. gotta again checks and balances. Whatever, right. So. Um, all right. NFL football. So we just finished up championship weekend, mm-hmm. our conference championship weekend. Uh, we'll start off with the first game of the Eagles and the Niners. Um, I'll turn it over to our NFL guru over here. I'll say this, man. As a as a Dallas Cowboys fan that's old enough to remember championship football, talk about a team being cursed, man. You damn Niners, man. <laughs> I tell you what. Um, so he did tear his UCL. Yeah, he's out. What are they saying? Six months uh, recovery. Yeah. Be ready for for the season, but yeah, kudos to his heart. But uh, let me tell you this: San Francisco fans got to take take solace. That is a well coached team. I mean, they stayed in that game as long as they could, you know, with, with the situation. But that is a well-coached team. It's going to be interesting to see what happens without D'Amico. But uh, if you really want to see what building a team looks like, not being afraid to make tough calls, Philadelphia Eagles had their quarterback of the future back with Carson Wentz, and they traded him for a couple of Well, he was number two pick, right? Yeah, the number, number two, two pick. pick. Uh, golf was number one, and then, uh, you know, that, that whole draft, but uh, 16, but – they ended up taking a second-round quarterback, and the team hated it. That, super, that second-round quarterback is in the Super Bowl. But it's not just that second-round quarterback. Incredible running game. That defense, my God, and they haven't even started using all the Georgia guys. You know, they got Jordan Davis, and they got Nicobe Dean. And that is just a team that was not afraid to spend money 
to get priority free agents. They drafted well. Oh, they got two first round picks again this year. They don't need a damn thing. They're going to take best available player, whether that be a Jordan Addison or a, and, and by the way, they traded one of those picks they got for Carson, turned it into AJ Brown, you know, top 10 receiver in the league easily. And uh, that was a great game. I'm sorry that it got marred by the, the injury to uh, Brock Purdy uh, on that, who's having a great season. I mean, what Mr. Irrelevant, you can't be disappointed in that. He'll be back. But uh, Philadelphia is going to be a team to watch in the Super Bowl. But kudos to the Eagles. That pains me as a Cowboys fan. But, like, Philadelphia, I've said this all year. I remember when the season started, people were like, Philly's going to go 8-8. Eight eight. I said, Philly's going to be in the championship next. They're in the Super Bowl. You just got to know the makeup of teams. If you don't know the makeup of your own team, that's a whole other issue, man. I talked to our boy Mario up there in, in Tulsa, man. He knows that team inside out. And uh, kudos to Phil. That was a great win. Um, sorry it wasn't a more competitive game with the injury to Purdy, but Philadelphia just, just well, they always say now, both sides of the football, special teams and, and, and offensive defense. That's going to be a tough team to beat. Yeah, I agree with uh, basically everything you're saying. Um, I've never been an Eagles fan, but, you know, over the years, I, I've watched certain players, obviously, being a OU alumni, I always root for the OU kids. Yeah. Oh, young men, sorry, I kept saying kids. When you're 42, it seems like you're a kid, but they're not kids. They're, they're, they're men. I mean, no disrespect. Um, so Jalen Hurts, I have a lot of respect for Jalen um, from this standpoint. I never met, I never met the young man. Better never sing. But you know, you have this young guy who got benched on national TV, got picked, and he came back and won the game for him. Yeah. Right. And then got 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 benched. Still stuck with his team. Didn't bad about nobody. Decided to go to OU. Um, made it to the Heisman Trophy presentation, didn't win, unfortunately. Yeah. Did Joe? Um, Joe won that. Trying to talk about yeah, and that was a hell of a quarterback oh, class yeah, anyway. And Joe oh, deserved every bit yeah, of that. Um, obviously, look at him in the NFL. And then he gets in the NFL. You're not going to make it. You need to be a running back. And he just kept his mouth shut and kept working. And then they traded. He came in, did a pretty decent job. They traded Wentz. Oh, that was a terrible decision, blah, blah, blah. He has had nothing but scrutiny from the fan base, from the media, from the sports gurus, right, whatever, right? And he's done nothing but improve and perform on the field. And you talk about a, a young guy who, who has an injury to his throwing shoulder, obviously not 100%, and comes into a game and you would never tell. Talk about heart and guts, right? Those are things that I feel like are lacking in men as a society as a whole. So it's great to see a young guy uh, who's had a lot of things, a lot of uh, uh, adversity thrown at him and has continued to put his head down, take it one day at a time and excel. Um, now I'm a huge Chiefs fan. So of course I want the Chiefs to win. <laughs> but I, I said it this morning, like there is some solace for me if we don't win this game because you got Lane Johnson. I mean, there's so many OU players on both these teams. And guys that just show up. Yeah. Right? Like, they've been there. So, I really like – I don't know much about the coach for Philly. Um, He's a perfect coach for that right. city. That damn Nick Sirianni. But, that you know, I, I do respect what they've done the last couple of years. And from the business side of me, I love seeing organizations built from the ground up. Um despite the history, the history doesn't matter. It's about what's happening right now. So the, from what the what the team has done from an operational standpoint, personnel standpoint, 
and we'll call it the administration cool. standpoint, yeah. including coaches. Great ownership. Right. They they've done a phenomenal yeah. job of rebuilding this this team and putting the pieces in place, right? From whether it's drafting right, uh, the right coaching mix, um, the right contracts, they just they've done a phenomenal job. And yeah, unfortunate, I think 49ers are, are obviously much better than what they were. Oh, and when you're down to your four string quarterback yeah. and then he gets knocked out of the game, yeah. like what are you gonna do? Like for you know, like Christian McCaffrey, he, he, like listen, I mean he's great, but he's not, you know, there, there's a limitation on what everybody can do. Right. So, you know, hats off to the Eagles. I expected the Eagles to win, and they, they did exactly what I expected them to do. And they did what they're supposed to do. You know what's crazy, though? Let's think about it. We were talking about Jalen. We were talking about a well-coached team. Uh, did you see a stat line at the end of the game? He had, like, 120 yards passing, running. But, like, it's a well-coached team. Incredible running game right. with Sanders and Gandwell and Boston Scott. Just, it just shows you, man. You don't always need to throw the and ball they're running, times. And their running game was great. They were oh, able to – Control the clock, especially defense. the second half, yeah. right? Um, and unfortunately for the defense, they're on the field a lot. All right, time. you know, Great so players, Fred Warner and Alden you know, when you, and that the, the offensive line is is one of the best in the league. Easy. So Easy. Um, now on to the Chiefs. I'll start with them. Yeah. One, uh, congratulations to the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, hell of a game. I know the big deal on the third down play. So I'll say this: like, listen, just go back and watch it, right? Incomplete pass, the second down. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Chiefs fan, right? It's just the facts, yeah, right? Yeah. Clock's running. You see the ref, the sideline ref, whose job is to watch the clock, try to run out and stop the play. It's too – if you've ever, not ever been to Arrowhead, you cannot hear. So Playoff game, you're not hearing anything, right? Yeah. Tries to run out. The play got started. He gets out of the way. So, long he doesn't hurt another player yeah. or himself, right? They redo the play. Same result, incomplete pass and punt. It did not change anything, yeah. right? Unfortunately, what cost being the Bengals a game was that – and let's see, he's a Texas kid. He's a stud. You talk about – Longhorns, round yeah. Pick, Joseph Osai. Yeah, Longhorns kid. Yeah. You know, I'm not ever rooting for Longhorns players. Uh, but, you know, he had a hell of a game. Zach, didn't he pick up that fumble too? You know, and you talk Damn about, <laughs> you know, the speed of the game. It's the end of the game. We are drilling's pumping. And a matter of a second is a difference, right? A second. And – for guys that are like, oh, he's so stupid. Like, man, you've never been in a position where you had to make a split-second decision at full speed, right, at elite-level full speed as a 300-pound man, yep. right, trying to save the game. Yep. You know, did it cost him the game? Obviously, it did. But, you know, you don't know what's going to happen. We could have easily won in overtime. But I don't think the Bengals are going anywhere. Um, I don't know what their cap situation is, but I think they're they're relatively looking well. I know they got some kids coming up, some young guys coming up. They're going to have to pay. They got to pay Chase. Right. I thought they already paid Burrow, but they got to pay Burrow. Yeah. uh, That's another team that drafts well. Right. They need some help on defense. Uh, They they the fact that they've been this close two years in a row. uh, Mike Hilton was a great stealer, but yeah, man, they need need some help. So kudos to the Chiefs. Uh, My prediction for Chiefs versus Eagles. I'm not going to bet against Mahomes. I have two weeks to heal up. Um, it really – so here's the deal. If they don't get any of the receivers back – There you go. I'm glad you said if it. If they don't get any of the receivers back, I'm taking the, I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. If they can get at least two of the receivers back that are somewhat healthy, I don't know what the injury levels are. Yeah, I got to see Juju. Juju um, but they were down to two active receivers. They had tight ends out there, yeah. running backs. There is Tony got hurt. Right. And Juju's out. So let's see what the receiver core looks like. 
Um, defense, Chris Jones played out of his mind. He's so stupid. Like, I mean, he's, he's so good. He's been off. He went off his playoffs. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to uh, bet against – I mean, if you got Patty Mahomes, you're in a game, bro. Bro, but the, y- y'all have – like, again, this goes back to draft season. I remember Jared and I talking about this. But y'all have two first-round picks. Bro, they got that Washington quarter McDuffie stud and played great. They got – like, you're seeing a guy – they got a Purdue edge rusher last year who showed up in the game and had a sack in the game. A kid named uh, George Carlock. Yep. Phenomenal talent. And you got these veterans like Frank Clark and, and all this. Andy Reid is, is so good at this. I mean, they trade for Kadarius Tony. Patty Mahomes, that, that undrafted running back, Pacheco. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you're going to see a, a great quarterback. I mean, future Hall of Famer, get his jacket ready with Mahomes. You're going to see an incredible defense with a good offense with, with Billy against a decent defense. You know, I mean, really good up front, good secondary too. But, uh, it, I mean, you're never going to bet against Mahomes. And not to mention that offensive line for both teams. Man. Both great offensive lines. You got – Three OU offensive linemen. Yeah, Orlando Brown, Creed Humphrey, and then you got that Tennessee kid, uh, Trace. Well, Smith. the other one, uh, Lane Johnson. Obviously. Lane Johnson. Oh yeah. We, so we, three we, Pro we, Bowlers right, from right. the from the real yeah. offensive line. Yeah. You, yeah, true, true. the Oklahoma yeah, University. I man, I don't know, dude. Like, I gotta see the health because uh, because this gonna be a good game. Like, you ask me right now, I'm saying really, but I'm not betting against Mahomes. I ain't putting no money on this game, bro. Well, you know, the key factor is, you know, what is this? The third Super Bowl in four years for the Chiefs. Two or four. Two or so three, they lost one. Yeah, to the Tampa Bay. Yeah, they won one. And then this is the third out of three or four. Yeah, either way, man. Right? They're, they're, they're Versus a team that has never been there before. I mean, let's just be honest. That's a young – Eagles are a young team. Yeah, because they won. The Chiefs aren't old. With some veterans. Right. The yeah. Chiefs aren't old, but, no, you know, some young players on both we'll, teams. we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm not – I'm not. listen, they're all professionals. You guys do have a receiver to watch, man. He was, he was my – you know, everybody has a pet cat in draft season. He's your punt returner. But he's a kid out of Western Michigan. Sky Moore, you see him? Yeah, he did okay. Yeah, yeah. I know, he's, he's a yeah. rookie year. He's a second yeah. round pick. But it, that team's, again, they're just going to get better. Right. Because they're so young. And it usually comes down to somebody you don't expect, mm-hmm. right? It's not the superstars that ball out during the Super Bowl. It's always yeah. it's always a unheralded player on the, the team Grays, that, that just blows <laughs> up, right? So we'll see who makes the plays. I think either way, it's going to be a phenomenal game. We're going to enjoy it. Luckily, it's two weeks away, so these guys can heal up a little bit. Um, we uh, so who, who's your prediction? I'm calling Chiefs right now. I'm just gonna say the Chiefs. You got a gun to my head, right? Close now. game. I gotta say Philly, but if they shut down Jalen Hurts and you got these run defenders, I'll pick Philly right now. But if Kansas City gets even Kadarius back, I'll go Chiefs. Huh? All I'll right. say Philly at the moment. I'll live with my my family on that. Well, if you guys happen to be in the area. Um, we are giving away a big screen TV at all the locations. So the two stags in Oklahoma City downtown and Stillwater, uh, it's connected to every $25 of cigars you buy after discount, you get a tick, uh, you get a ticket. Yep. And then the uh, same thing for the three Omertas, Monroe, Louisiana, um, Tulsa, and Oklahoma City. Uh, we're all going to be hosting Super Bowl parties with plenty of food and more importantly, plenty of fellowship. There you go. Okay, um, you gotta be there. Um, the tickets, entries, four cigars only um, that you can earn uh, are through February 11th, that's Saturday. Uh, you must be present to win on the 12th and uh, we're gonna have a great time, man. Uh, we're all kind of splitting up and taking some duties. I believe I'm going to Tulsa. He'll be handling Stillwater. Uh, little El Jefe uh, Elvis will be handling uh, the store here in uh, Stag here in Oklahoma City. Bruce Bruce will be here at the main store. 
and then our crew down in Monroe will be handling guns. Oh, Wayne up in Tulsa. Yeah, Wayne. Well, I'll be there with Wayne in Tulsa. Oh, cool. Yeah, because uh, Mario, big one of our, hey, one of my good friends, and two, great, 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 great member of the shop. Yeah. They're in Tulsa, big Eagles fan. So we're gonna go watch it together, um, just like I did last year when uh, the, the Chiefs ripped out the Bills' heart again. So always oh, Bills yeah, mafia, bro. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> up and down game. It was, it couldn't have had a better time. Yeah. But uh, that's that, that wraps up episode three. I feel like uh, this thing's starting to roll along now. We uh, will probably start bringing on some special guests in the near future. Yeah. Um, that's a cool idea. Thank Joel for coming down from uh, the great city of Stillwater, Oklahoma, to come down to the headquarters today and uh, do our first podcast in person. So I yeah. uh, appreciate everybody supporting uh, Market Cigar Company. Again, limited edition lids. Get them while you can. Uh, PuroCigarHouse.com. And uh, stag whiskey and cigar bar. Yes, so come through, come experience some of the great fellowship that we have to offer, and uh, more importantly, just continue to support uh, the industry, man. And, yeah, relax, <laughs> and don't forget to piss some smoke in there, baby. Peace. <laughs>